Welcome to Mindset, Mood and Movement, a systemic approach to human behavior, performance and well-being. How psychological, emotional and physical health are all connected. In this episode, I'll be sharing my knowledge and experience to help you overcome a challenge that you might be facing in life, health or work. I used to suffer from a lot of anxiety, but things are different now. In this episode, I want to share some both technical understandings about anxiety, the body, the nervous system, and some of my own personal experience and personal journey, which I trust will be helpful for anyone who's really struggling with anxiety and is finding that it's it's overwhelming and it's been really unhelpful in your life. So many years ago, I was, I would say, hyper. <laughs> People who know me now probably say I'm quite calm and chilled and thank goodness for many of the practices I've done, but I used to be kind of hyper and I would be really anxious. A lot of a, a fear-based response to so much of my life and I remember just how debilitating it was. And over the years I've managed to get a lot of skills, I've had a lot of coaching, a lot of therapy and a lot of training around how all this stuff works and what I find amazing is that we just sometimes don't know this knowledge and these uh, processes that our mind and our body go through which creates the experience of anxiety. So I want to share a little bit today which I really hope will be helpful for you. So let's talk about the neurophysiology, the nervous system and the body. Now it's very easy to think that anxiety is all mind-based, all thought-based. And that's inaccurate. It's, it's not accurate at all. Yes, there are thoughts that can come with an anxious experience. And sometimes the thinking that we're having can create an experience of anxiety. But actually, we want to understand that it's often a, a bottom-up approach. Our nervous system, brain and all the nervous systems of the body and all the connected body stuff is really working together as one system. But the prime job of the nervous system, it's sort of code one, if you were, is to always keep us safe, is to look out for threats and look out for what might be damaging to our safety or survival and to alert us to it. That supersedes anything. Now, in today's world, we don't live in the hunter-gatherer kind of thing where there's lions and bears chasing us. Most of us are in you know, a life where there's computers, social structure, people, all these sorts of things. That said, worrying if people like us Worrying if we're going to be judged. Do we have enough money? Am I going to keep my job? Is my business going to grow? All of these fears that we can have, they still trigger us in the same system, the threat slash survival system. So, of course, we have exactly the same physiological, neurological, psychological experience of anxiety. And it's there for a good reason. The problem is, in today's culture, we can get super triggered all the time and, and be kind of stuck in an anxious pattern way more than we need to. There's a theory called polyvagal, or polyvagal theory, and it's, um, it is pretty robust, and really what it looks at is how the nervous system works. And, and I like polyvagal theory because we can make it fairly simple and accessible. Now, it goes like this. There are different aspects of the nervous system and our response. If we think about it vertically, at the very top, we've got socially engaged what I call flow state. We feel happy, we feel confident, we feel safe, we can talk to the people around us, everything's good, it's a really lovely place to be. If we slide down that scale a little bit, you might find yourself in what is called the mobilized state, often referred to as stress, fight-flight, that kind of response. 
Now, fight is a state of moving towards. So fight is not quote-unquote bad, but as with anything, it depends how it's amplified. So moving towards, like dealing with the problem, that's a mobilized fight state. Full-on attack would be perhaps over-amplified. The same goes with the flight state. It's moving away from, you know, avoiding, stepping away, literally running away from the problem. Now, again, amplification, it could be just a simple fact of, oh, I don't want to deal with this this challenge right now, I'll, I'll do it later. Well, it could be, I just don't want to deal with the challenge. <laughs> and we want to get out of there. That's the flight response. Now, these are all natural states that we can move in and out of if, if we're in a healthy regulated system. But what can happen is if we slide down the scale into sort of the, the basement, if you were, and we can go into, um, there's kind of one or two sides of this, this sort of deep state, which is shut down or freeze. Now, shutdowns are kind of a lifeless state, like, oh, you know, apathy, um, heaviness, can't be bothered. What often we term as depression. The other side is freeze, which is there's a charge in the nervous system, that fight, flight, mobilized response. And yet it can't do anything. A little like being, I don't know, um, boxed in a very small room and you're just kind of trying to punch the walls and get out, but, but you can't. And that can create an experience of trauma at its worst. So these are the states our nervous system goes through, from the flow state at the top to mobilized, down to shut down, these kind of three spaces. Now, in many ways, if it's working well, our mind and body will move through these states. Some days you might get up and feel super energized. And you, yeah, I'm mobilized. I'm going to do things and get out there. So that's the positive part of mobilization. You might meet some friends and have a lovely time. That's, that's the flow state. It's all good. And afterwards, you might be, oh, God, I'm so tired. I just want to turn off, turn off all the phones, turn off everything. I was going to go read a book. That's kind of moving towards the shutdown state. So this is when the system's working nicely. The problem we have is if we're over-triggered, both from the external environment or, and more importantly, our perception of what that means, the internal environment, then we can get into these patterns of uh, what one might call anxiety but it's really been in an anxious state for a long time or hyper aroused or depressed, shut down. So we move through these states if we're uh, for functioning well, uh, we will move through them depending on what's happening. But if we are not regulated, overstimulated, got a backstory with different things that are unhelpful, then this is where the bias towards being anxious and having anxiety can really push us. I find it so important to bring biography and biology together. So my story was, I was growing up as a, as a young boy. I was a really sensitive kid. And in fact, I'm still sensitive now. Nothing's changed that much. I'm, I'm kind of wiser and older and got a lot of experience. But I'm, I'm, I'm a sensitive individual. I feel a lot. Now, as a young boy growing up, I was told that that was not cool. Right, you shouldn't be crying. You shouldn't feel. Well, you, you know, sort it out. Toughen up. All these messages that as a young boy were completely confusing it's like i don't understand what do you mean I, I don't get it but the message i got as a young boy is don't have feelings don't show him be tough be strong and of course that's so disingenuous that's so inauthentic to what my natural state was supposed to be so of course i learned very quickly that I, I got confused and had to shut stuff down and then you get into this kind of freezy state or over anxious if things are going on because it's all confusing then of course that bedrock of learning as a child 
took me into you know young out young adulthood and and so forth and really the 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 fear-based state that kind of uh, highly triggering state stay with me day in day out for years and years and years and it was painful I'm so deeply grateful for many of the teachers along the path and teachers come in many forms I don't just mean the ones at school I was lucky enough to join a philosophy group when I was in I think it's 30s and this group had some incredible people really interesting and they work with Advaita Vedanta which is uh, not too in Sanskrit it's an Indian philosophy and because I was part of this group exploring the mind and you know life and philosophy with a really wonderful teacher Anne Hemmings was her name and and she was she became one of these lights in my life that really helped me understand myself better gave me skills like the ability to slow down to think deeper to meditate these sorts of things and then then the breathwork practice and then of course moving into other fields psychotherapy then into coaching over the years I've learned that there are ways of being which we just don't get told as kids we don't get told as adults that this is how our nervous system works this is what happens and this is what you can do about it so what i've learned is that if you're a sensitive individual it can be a tough world to be in a world of judgments a world of expectations and and it can feel really hard to fit in but when you understand your nervous system is elegant powerful and adaptive if it's given the right conditions you can learn and the right conditions i find for most of us are naming our problem naming our fears the first thing when you name it it releases uh, any secrecy particularly any shame around it you understand what you're afraid of or worried about and then you can start to make sense of it then there's a, a rational understanding a comprehension of like oh i'm worried about being judged i'm worried about not fitting in or, or whatever it is and then you can understand that it has a basis then we want to tap into the feeling well, what does that feel like emotionally physically and how can i regulate my system so when we bring it back to the polyvagal principle of where on the scale are you are you shut down are you mobilized or are you in a socially engaged happy state using the breath to mediate your body using your breath to mediate your emotional state and then using your mind to calibrate and understand if there are fears, if there are worries, and perhaps put them into perspective. We rebalance the system. And there's a real recipe for, for changing things here, which one of the big ones I see as well is the amount of movement that we can take. So the more movement I have in my life, from uh, gentle movements such as walking, to stronger movements such as uh, weight training, to more focused movements such as yoga, the more I am in my body, the more I am in the physical release of perhaps, let's say, that mobilized state, that anxious predisposition I might have. And therein lies a recipe for change. Movement, breath work, understanding your fear, naming your fear, challenging that fear. And then you can start to understand that anxiety is a response to what's going on, but you have choices over that response. So to summarize, it's a big field, and of course we could talk in huge depth about the many manifold aspects of it, but I wanted to keep this fairly simple, that it could be something you could resonate with, you could link to and understand, but understanding that states are 
reactions, whether it's anxiety, depression, happiness, sadness, emotions of the palate which tell us what on earth we're doing in the world and how we feel about it. But being able to manage those states, to move away from things such as anxiety and uh, worry and fear, there are some choices there. So when you understand your nervous system is flexible, when you understand your mind is able to challenge itself around the story you tell yourself, then these patterns can be a little looser and hopefully your day can be somewhat freer and more relaxed. Now I trust that's been a useful, even though it's short, uh, a little useful soundbite into perhaps some of the understandings in a, in a nice simple way about the nervous system, how we have these responses to anxiety and perhaps some of the things we can do about it. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe. And if a friend would benefit from hearing this, do send it on to them as well. If you would like to get in touch yourself, then you can go to my website, which is saljeffries.com, spelled S-A-L-J-E-F-F-E-R-I-E-S, saljeffries.com. Hit the Get In Touch link, and there you can send me a direct message. If you'd like to go one step further and learn whether coaching can help you overcome a challenge or a block in your life, then do reach out and I offer a call where we can discuss how this may be able to help you. Until the next time, take care.